1: Peter Mingles here. You're listening to us on Building Fortunes Radio. It's www.buildingfortunesradio.com for all those people that are unfamiliar with my voice. My name is Peter Mingles. We started this a really long time ago, back in 2012, beginning part of 2013. I wanted a platform that we could have to um, share different people's opinions, their experiences, their views, and all that sort of stuff, mostly around building home-based businesses. And I knew that it would open up and expand into a whole bunch of things because that's what the building portion of Building Fortunes Radio would mean. Well, I met a customer many years ago who was building a home-based business. Her name is still Sandra Smith. So um, Sandra (laughs) Smith and I would have some really cool conversations along the way as a customer, and she has a really great story about how she survived health, you know, her health, I'm going to call her health scare. And um, as a result of that, we used to have some really nice conversations very long, uh, sometimes way late at night. And there was something about the conversations we had. We were always on kind of like the same page, even though we didn't know each other before. Um, We we kind of like had parallel thoughts, if you will, uh, certainly running in the right directions. Well, recently she kind of reconnected with us and told me that she had moved from over there, I'm pointing, to over here, and I'm pointing over there. So when she moved, um, mostly for family purposes as well, be around those great grandkids because they don't stay young for very long, Um, one of the things that she said is she also was going to kind of pursue a career as a holistic health coach. And I said, well, that's very interesting. And she said, well, here's the thing. Like, no one knows Besides you, Peter, that I'm enjoying a career as a holistic health coach. And I think we can fix that. We have a radio show. Maybe we should do some radio shows. We'll let some other people know. I playfully say not promoting and advertising your business is a little bit like winking in the dark. And for those people that have never heard that expression before, like I didn't when I never heard that expression before, I said winking in the dark. What the heck does that mean? It sounds kind of creepy. Um, It's like, well, if you're winking in the dark, only you No, you're doing it. And I said, that makes sense. So let's go. Let's do some radio shows. We've been doing this for many months now. If you go back to buildingfortressradio.com forward slash Sandra, S-A-N-D-R-A, you'll be able to hear the previous radio shows. And some of them are kind of like in sequences or have some themes. And if you go to her website, hold on to health dot com. No tricky words, no tricky spelling, hold on to help.com. You'll be able to hear the radio shows. I think she's got some on the blogs as we speak. So there's a lot of really cool things going on. So we pick different and various topics. And for those people that are listening in, I know that a lot of our Building Fortunes radio listening audience is entrepreneurs or they are entrepreneurs. They're fun loving people. They're out of the box thinkers but they love their pets, P-E-T-S. They love their pets. they got dogs in the background. It's great background noise. You might even hear it as the uh, FedEx guy knocks on my door, maybe even during their radio show. Um, you'll hear maybe cows mooing, uh, less occasionally, but you'll hear (laughs) cats scrambling (laughs) across keyboards, and you'll hear birds chirping in the background, and sometimes it's their battery charger that they need to replace the battery that I have to remind them of because they kind of silence that out. But the reality is, is we love our pets, and some of our pets we pick, And some of our pets we don't, depending on your variation of the description of the word pets. And we're going to be talking about a little bit of that today, as well as probably on previous radio shows, because this one could be one that flows over to many others. So Sandra Schmidt, thanks for being here on your own radio show.
2: Thank you, Peter. Thank you very much. And as always, when I hear you begin our introduction, I find myself thinking, maybe I should talk about that. Maybe I should go down that path. Now, I come prepared to talk about what I'm going to talk about because, you know, (laughs) uh, I am uh, into education and and helping people learn. That's where uh, I feel my calling is and has been since I was in the first grade. Um, And so the, the thing has always been I've loved learning, and I want to be a lifelong learner, and I still am, but I must say I don't have great grandkids. I have grandkids who are great, but they are my grandkids. And when you said that, I'm like, I'm not their great-grandmother. I'm their grandmother. And so helping people learn is where my focus is. And what is it that we need to know? Well, we need to know things that we don't know, whatever those things are, that could impact our lives, that could change the way we think, the way we uh, maneuver, manipulate, operate, the way we go about our lives, so many things that we just don't know. And I, I realized a couple weeks ago we were talking and the the thought of knowledge being power came up and I remember you're saying that it's not the knowledge that's the power, it's what you do with what you know when you need it uh, is that paraphrasing what you said pretty clearly, Peter well knowledge had you,
1: I had, is, you, I, had you, I had you yeah, I had you muted out because I was afraid that the FedEx guy is going to knock on the door uh knowledge, okay. you know well I, I sometimes say knowledge is power- some people say knowledge is power. But I kind of expanded upon that a little bit, not to try to embellish on you know, somebody else's thought process, but the reality is is that knowledge is power when it's applied when you need it. And then, you know, subtitled, otherwise, it's kind of like a waste of time.
2: Otherwise, it's kind of like a waste of time. You're right. <laughs> it's kind of and like so. a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> waste of time. So what is the point? What is our point? Our point is to get to know things that we can quickly relate to when we need to relate to it, because if we don't know that we need to cover our cough, when we have this hacking cough and we're coughing into the air, into the world, what good does it know, I mean, what good does it do you to know that you cover your cough with whatever you need to cover it with, whether it's your armpit or your uh, inside of your elbow or your towel or whatever. You need to have the knowledge ready. It's, it has to be handy, handily available. And that's what we're trying to do each week, uh, to bring something to the table that can be handily available. So today I'm going to talk about the, the notion of our animals and and our pets, uh, whether they're in barns or in our homes, what our research in alternative medicine practices has shown us is that spending time with our little animals, our furry friends, uh, it could promote diverse, healthy microbiome. And so the thought of that it was so intriguing to me until I pursued it. Um, more deeply. Now, Uh, my family is a pet family. We don't have a pet right now, but I was raised with pets. My children uh, were raised with pets. We had pets for almost 36, 37 years. Our cat lived until he was 18, and so did our dog. And it's like, uh, we know pets. We have done pets. But we never thought of the any kind of connection between our health and our pets. And so just recently, in fact, uh, back in 2016, a group of our investigators, and this is where my investigative journey started, looking at and doing research on who's doing research on what. And some of our alternative investigators noticed uh, that there was something peculiar happening among children in two farming groups. Now, that's important to me because one of those farming groups I am very familiar with because I, when I moved from over there to over here, the over there was in Indiana. And so they looked at an Amish uh, group in Indiana, and they looked at a Hutterite group uh, of Nor- in North Dakota. And these are people who live off the grid as we know it without electricity and they um, travel using the horse and buggy still. And so that really attracted me in terms of my primary focus which is on gut health. And I had to read and dig and, and really um, research to find the connection between what my primary focus is as a uh, healthcare practitioner, uh, as a wellness coach, uh, focusing on helping people get over the overwhelm when they have some kind of trauma in their gut. So that being my primary focus, connecting this dot was something I was very interested in doing. And so looking at these groups of people, we found that Amish children rarely got sick and they rarely suffered from anything like asthma. And among the Hutterite kids, we saw the same kind of effect that and so they determined that it was the the gut microbiome that was in charge of training the immune system and the ability to fight off certain allergens. That's what the microbiome does. It trains the immune system to keep us healthy and fight off um, different allergens. However, the Amish and the Hunterite kids had similar genetic backgrounds and lifestyles. These kids were different. There was a different presentation in their health. So both of these groups come from um, farming and a farming background. They have just a little bit exposure to polluted air. Um, they vaccinate their kids and they have really clean homes. They don't keep traditional pets though, such as dogs and cats, in their homes. So that I thought was pretty interesting. So where are they getting this the bacteria from? So The key difference, though, that was discovered was between the two groups that affect their immune response. So, you know, the the children that were examined had quite different genetic profiles, and that confirmed the similarities between uh, the two groups, the Amish and the Hutterite children, but... The first moment of clarity really came when, when these researchers compared types of immune cells in the children's blood, and so they were digging deep here. So They are not investigators that are surface people. They're, they're digging deep. So the Amish children, it was determined, had uh, more uh, and younger blood cells that were crucial to fight infections. They had more blood cells, and they were younger blood cells that were crucial to fight infections. Um, and so as far as the other children were concerned, their biome did not reflect the number of blood cells that the honest children had that helped fight the infections. Amish children have more and consent exposure to farm animals. So the Amish live with their, and not they don't live in barns, don't so misunderstand me, but they live close to their farm animals, whereas the Hutterites uh, place their barns far away from the homes. You know, they're pretty, all of them are clean people, but the Hutterites live on large communal farms, And they don't have objection to electricity, uh, but they house their cows, their animals, far away from their homes. And that was something that the uh, researchers found to be very interesting, and I find to be very interesting and crucial. The Amish live much simpler lives. They don't use electricity either, and they still rely on, uh, you know, the horse and buggy as their transportation But, as I said, their homes are close to their barns where their children play all the time. And, And so the research revealed that the microscopic particles that were present in the house dust from the Amish homes but not present in the dust from the Hutterite homes were able to engage and shape the immune system. Well, microscopic particles engage and shape our immune system, period. In this case, the particles that were shaping the Amish children's immune system caused them to be healthier. They had a greater degree of health. Uh, The body's response to what they did was... uh, stronger, if you will. And so in in the world that we live in, there's a a growing urge just to banish bacteria from our lives. Uh, I must say that I was guilty. And really this was a real eye-opening research experience for me because I have tended to be one of those clinical people with a clinically clean home and bathroom, and I still believe in a clean home and bathroom, and clean kitchen and everything clean and not a particle anywhere. So unrealistic, and it works one to death. I'll try to, get to, to maintain that. But uh, being too clean creates the risk of filtering out microscopic bacteria that our gut and our immune system need to stay healthy. And I thought, oh. My goodness, just think about that, that being too clean trying to banish bacteria from our lives creates a a real risk of eliminating the microscopic creatures that live with and among and upon us. And immune system really needs to stay healthy. And I thought, my goodness, I have to change my life. I have to change my lifestyle. So just as children benefit from mingling with the cows and the horses as the obvious children do and bring that dust inside for us. And we're not going to have that experience, the average person isn't, but exposure to the microorganisms that come with our pet dog and help keep a person healthy even if we aren't on the farm and the research has shown also that it's also true with cats. Uh, more with dogs, because dogs are outside more. We walk them, and we you see them as they walk, and uh, you see what they do as they walk and what they sniff and eat. And, uh, oh, okay. And cats, we don't walk. Uh, our cats are homebound for the most part. Uh, I'm a dog person, but... Uh, we adopted a, or we, we really, yeah, we adopted her because she lived with us, us 12 years. A cat that was our oldest daughter's cat who she should have, they should have kept the cat. But when the first child was born, the, the first baby had been this cat, and they had this cat for eight years, so she was a full-grown cat. But when the baby came along, they just couldn't see the cat in the home anymore. And now I'm realizing, what a big mistake. They should have kept the cat. They wanted the cat to survive and live, so they pawned the cat off on us. And so I became a cat person for the next, like, eight years. And during these times, like, we are pretty healthy people, never connected having uh, an animal in our home with our health. With Yes, with our health. But what we have discovered in our research is that owning a dog uh, increases the levels of different classes of bacteria uh, for up to about 56 percent. And while having a cat, it boosted 24 percent. And so homes with pets, dogs in particular, tend to have more and uh, different species of microbes. Um, that is, they're much more diverse than with the the cats. And so this was, was and is and does present itself as a very interesting and informative phenomenon to me. The knowledge this is very beneficial and will prove to be, I hope, for my clients because I can encourage them. I'm not going to say go out and get a dog or go out and get a cat, but by uh, might at different times. If they have children um, and they are open to having family pets, I certainly at this point will now uh, encourage it for them. And so I encourage it for you too. Um, so as, as time goes and as research goes and as information is acquired, um, we can see that there's a connection between uh, the microbes that allergies from developing and the microbes that affect our digestive tract. And I thought, oh, my goodness. And and in the past, like, decade, the last 10 years still, it's early, but we can see that exposure to animal bacteria can trigger bacteria in our gut to change how they metabolize our transmitters, our neurotransmitters that have an impact on, guess what? We talked about this several weeks ago, our mood. Hmm. Think about having a pet and the effect upon your mood from time to time. You come in from work and there's that little animal waiting for you and it's exhilarating. You smile, it smiles, and it does affect our mood and it affects other mental functions. What an interesting concept, but not one too difficult to understand. Our cats and dogs, our, our pets, certainly help make us happy. That's the bottom line there. And that most bacteria uh, in our environment are, are good, or at least they um, don't care much about Uh, what they do. They just exist as we do. Um, And that means that most environmental bacteria transported by our pets are innocuous. They are there. They are going to live their lives as we live ours. But in the balance of life, those bacteria living their lives and not being wiped out with the bleach and the Purex and the awful things that we use Uh, in this toxic way to clean our homes. And I hope you're not using bleach uh, in your home uh, or in your laundry. Uh, It is highly toxic. But those things help destroy the microbiome balance in our guts as we try to eradicate them from our homes. And as researchers are still learning more about our little furry friends, what can we do to protect them? You know, I was thinking about that when I saw that question some time back, and it just dawned on me the number of commercial uh, ads that we see on television that promote healthy uh, food for our animals. I mean, I, I love the ones where... We're talking about our our animals are eating whole food like we're eating whole food, not what we're eating, but yes, um, plant-based food sources. And what we can do to protect our our animals is to make sure that they are getting healthy nutrition just as we are because, yes, they can get sick and can be um, counterproductive as far as helping to maintain our health balance in our gastrointestinal tract. You don't want your animal to get something in its gut um, because it could certainly easily be transferred uh, to yours, something negative or, you know, that's not healthy. So you keep your animals vetted. um, And if you're, you know, just a lover of animals and you want to uh, feed the strays, then that's fine. But of course they won't come into your home and you don't just leave them junk because it could make them sick. Uh, just a little uh, sidebar here, I participated with uh, one of my children in a um, program for homeless people where the donations that were given to this organization were curated and uh, shelled and put together for uh, these trucks that go out into the homeless community to um, give people things that they need to help support them. Well, speaking of eye-openers, I had no idea that uh, our homeless communities have pets as many of them do. And so this organization that... um, I went to work with my daughter just, you know, that weekend. My job was to bag dog food. One of my uh, colleagues' job was to bag cat food. It was the most interesting thing I'd seen. So we were, people were, you know, folding um, linen and uh, packaging shirts and shoes and things and also Bagging. I mean, we had just loads of dog food that we would put in little Ziploc bags and put over in the boxes so that they could do what? Give it to their uh, homeless people who had pets. And I just it blessed my heart to to see that and to experience that. And you know, thinking about that, helping the uh, people uh, who have less than, uh, do the best that they can do to show love to their own animals just like we do uh, in our homes. You know, we can perhaps uh, purchase the things that are advertised on TV uh, to give to our animals. Those people can't, but there are organizations throughout our country that uh, do take care that into consideration and reach out to help those people. And it's a, it is a good thing. And so I know uh, Nestle and Purina, just to toss that out there, uh, organizations that contribute to um, homeless people to help support animals. So, you know, we look for reading, you read the labels on your dog food and your cat food um, So it's good news for animal lovers everywhere that uh, our four-legged companions can diversify our home's microbiome. Just think about that. You know, maybe most of you had thought about that. Maybe you knew that. Maybe this is nothing new. But it was new to me, and I appreciate so the... um, the concept of being a lifelong learner, because in that environment, you learn as long as you have life, as long as you live. And uh, as I said at the beginning, you know, I just really feel compelled to uh, transfer whatever it is I know that I've learned to uh, anyone who's willing to hear it or listen or who needs it. And I don't mean just surface stuff. I go deep. (laughs) And as a uh, certified wellness, holistic wellness coach, uh, I'm ready, willing, and able to work with any of you who have questions about your own gut health, about health in general, about your uh, immune system, about inflammation, uh, about antioxidants, about all kinds of things. I know Peter brought up, the notion of um, apple cider vinegar a few weeks ago. And, wow, uh, I use it uh, daily, and I had never, ever thought about, um, you know, training or teaching uh, on it, but that changed, and I I did a a segment where uh, I talked about uh, it. And so as we go forward, there will be other things that... I will continue to talk about and you can always reach me on my website. I have a a calendar there. It's um, holdontohealth.com. That's www.holdontohealth.com. You can book a phone call with me. We can can talk and and chat. Uh, If you have needs, area of needs in your health, we can uh, look at doing a health history and finding out if there um, is something that we could do together, can work together to um, better your health journey, because that's what I do. There you can also uh, email me there, uh, sandra at holdontohealth.com. And let me put this out here. It is um, holdontohealth.life. That is uh, a dispensary. It's an online dispensary. Uh, it is my dispensary where I give access to people who are um, wanting supplements and are going to the vitamin shops to, to get them. And so I have my own uh, access as a practitioner and I give that access to um, people, period, people who uh, whose path I cross and people my clients and so then to you. So with that in mind, uh, Peter, are you back? Did the UPS man come?
1: Nope, no UPS man. But we got distracted by a couple of dogs uh, while we're here, so I had you on mute. But all, all great information. You know, this uh, hopefully this one we kind of get a chance to expand upon because this is a favorite topic of mine, and also uh, an opportunity to kind of interact a little bit with some of the stuff that's going on because there's all kinds of pets. You know you have your dogs, your cats, you have your turtles, your snakes, your birds, all that sort of stuff, and probably each one probably brings benefits and maybe has some hazards as well, so we could talk about that as well as how it might impact different people with different things. We have a wide listening audience that might be listening to us and they have kids, or I know we had to get rid of our cats when we when we started having kids I think we no, we did I don't remember. I don't remember. Oh, it doesn't matter. But anyway, we got rid of cats because we had kids, and some of them were allergic. So there's a whole bunch of issues, and whether, you know, we did the right thing or the wrong thing, we'll never know. But the reality is is that um, pets and the biome and pets and humans, I think, are stuff that we can talk about for a really long time, so I look forward to that. But for those people listening in, make sure you hire uh, holistic health coach Sandra Smith if you go back to... Hold on to health dot com. You can do the calendar thing, you can find her contact information and call her directly and use her for her great services this is a wonderful amount of information here and you're fun to talk to as well. So most of the times, you know, we get wrapped up into all sorts of cool conversations and I know you probably can do that as far as helpful hints for your customers too. So check her out, HoldOnToHealth.com, on to health dot com and we're done, Sandra. So we will Thank see everybody. You, Believe it or not, we're already into August. This is crazy. It's crazy. crazy. Eight months into it, we'll be talking about the holiday season pretty soon. So we'll be back real quick, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone.
0: You've been listening to Building Fortunes Radio on buildingfortunesradio.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time for the designated Building Fortunes Radio segment with Peter Mingle. Be sure to check out the buildingfortunesradio.com website for our featured segments.